chapter 5. We read that Jesus Christ healed the man that was unable to help himself for 38 years. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, the man had no relief from that burden. But when Jesus showed up, it is clear that God had that man in his mind every single second of every single minute of every single hour of his life. God doesn't do things haphazardly, although for us it's suddenly we must understand that God lives in eternity. He chooses to work in time, and he's always on time, but he's also outside of time. And so for God, it's as if it was already done. But he came to intersect the man's life at a particular time in history, in his history, to set him free. But God had that man on his mind, hallelujah. Every single day of that man's life, he did not know. That's the wonder that we discover when we come to Jesus, that he was actually thinking about me way before I ever got to know him. That's the love of God. God loved me so much, he knew me, and he was with me, protecting me all my life. And the more we realize that, the more in awe we are of the living God. Lord, when I didn't know you, when I did opposite to your will, when I should have perished, you're thinking about me. Hallelujah. Lord, you have loved me. I'm grateful to you. That man saw his deliverance come through suddenly. The Almighty God already planned it long before it happened. There are conditions that must ripen before the Lord comes through. This man was at that point, and God knew it, that when the Lord asked him the question, he replied according to his experience, but when the Lord gave the word and the command, now he obeyed and he received it. Hallelujah. God's word is potent, but it will only work when we believe what God has said. God is always saying things opposite, isn't he? Opposite to what? Opposite to what we are experiencing that is negative. God is always saying the opposite. He's not denying what we're going through, but he's saying that that's not my will for you. I want to pull you out of that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has come to this man, as we see, by this pool of Bethesda, 
where crowds of sick people were there. It wasn't a hospital, but it was a place where people were getting delivered, obviously. Otherwise, they wouldn't gather there. People only gather in places where they know something is happening or something is promised to happen. Isn't that right? Nobody gathers where nothing is happening or nothing is expected to happen. Whether good or bad, people only gather if they have an expectation, some kind of expectation, some good, fun feeling. Seldom do you find people who flock to where there's disaster, hoping for some contentment. Only someone who's not doing well, mentally and emotionally, will be eager to go where they'll experience more pain. But God knows our painful condition. Jesus says, I'm stretching out my hand to you, my son and my daughter. The hands that were bruised for my sins and my diseases stretched out because the hand of Jesus carries power. Whether he touches or whether he stretches it out, whether he breathes on the disciples, something happens. The Creator comes to set us free from our misery. Hallelujah! The man was in misery for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there in verse 6, and notice, knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. He was thinking about him. God was thinking about that man before this encounter. When someone is getting ready with an expectation to achieve something, accomplish something, or acquire something, there's an excitement and an expectation God is very happy to bless people. He's happy and eager to bless His very own beloved children who have believed on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. But He's also happy to draw people like ourselves formerly who are bound by blindness and sin out of that mess. And therefore, we are happy and eager to tell people, come and see what my Jesus can do for you. Do you want to be made well? The man explained he couldn't do anything about it, even though he wanted to. Someone always beat him to that one-time miracle every time the angel came down. The conditions were ripe, and we said a moment ago, a few moments ago, they were ripe. The man believed. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. I remember when I was sick and there was no hope. It was just doom and gloom. I feared for the future, and I was so afraid if I didn't have my medication somewhere Somewhere, sometime, I could possibly not make it. And everything revolved around doctors and medicine. I was in slavery to that. God didn't despise me. He didn't tell me it was wrong. 
because I didn't know any better. Once he said, I can do something about it beyond what you can ask or imagine. There were thoughts going through my mind many years ago. I have seen people who use these statements to deceive people and they don't have the best motives at heart in the name of religion, in the name of Christianity and miracle power, this and that. And I didn't want to be disappointed. And I had tried to pray and had others pray. I wasn't so sure that they really had faith because they were not even walking with God. Then one day I met someone who really believed so much so that he told me and challenged me that God can heal me from 11 years of chronic asthma being rushed to the ER many, many times. Like Jesus came to this man, there was good news, news that seemed to be too good to be true. Oh, if you search for physicians and medications, oh God, this is my world. I'm boxed in and this is the ceiling. The best I can hope for is what they say. Ah, but God said, I have something different to tell you. I can heal you completely. Do you believe? Faith rose up because the man who told me that appeared to believe every word of what he was saying. And he was following God. Holy Spirit moved. All of a sudden, the ceiling was broken. The box was broken. And my hopes and my faith arose. This really is true. I, I believe now that this is true. God can heal me. I don't have to look at my symptoms. I can actually exercise faith. Oh, God, it's so hard when you're suffering. And you need to do the next thing to guarantee that you don't collapse. Oh, God, oh, God, do you know? Do you know the pain? Do you know the fear? Do you know what I feel? Nobody understands, Lord. Nobody really understands what I'm going through. But I'm hearing that you, you do understand, even though it seems like I'm being ignored for all these years. Oh, God. Oh, God, this man was not forgotten. He didn't know that God was thinking about him all those 38 years. God cares. And because of his love, his deep compassion, he said, I can set you free. That man that was following God told me, if you believe in what Jesus says to you, if you speak what Jesus says, I believe that he'll take this away. I don't want to hear anything else. How could that be? Everybody else wanted to hear. They wanted to hear my complications and they wanted to hear why I couldn't do this or that. And this is what I unloaded on my friend at that time. Some years older to me, but a man who really believed God and was walking with God. Someone who always spoke 
God talk. I didn't find anyone like that. And this was a revolutionary thing, but I didn't know if I can trust this God talk. But then I thought about this man's walk and his life and what I observed. Something clicked and I believe that God was concerned about me, even though it seemed like he wasn't all that concerned. I knew he cared, but I just wasn't getting out of this prison, of this illness. And he said, but God does care. And he didn't want to hear anymore. He said, I'm telling you, God can heal you right now. Oh, my God. Nobody said that to me. And even if people said that, I don't feel they believed it. But this man, I, I know he believes what he's talking about. And we prayed. My faith rose astronomically that day, so much so that I did exactly what he told me to do. I read the scriptures and I began to praise God and I began to shout and jump, something I never did before. Thinking about God. But I got excited. And I believed, oh Jesus, just like this man, he was told something he'd never heard before. And he took it. And he said, I'm going to believe. Immediately the man was made well. He had to believe. Otherwise the Lord would have told him, you've got to believe. There's an interchange here. There was an exchange of words, you see. It wasn't someone who couldn't respond to God, who was in a comatose state. It's a man who can respond. He didn't argue and said, well, who are you to tell me that you can make me well? Why are you asking that question? Don't you think I... I want to be well. Besides, you can't do anything. It's the angel that can do it. Can you step aside or help me to get in there next time? He said his case. He stated it. Then he heard what God had to say. That's what we need to do. What does God say? I know what the devil says. I'm tired of listening to the devil. I want to know what God says. I want to believe what God said. Hallelujah. He immediately, immediately he was made well. He took up his bed and walked. Someone says, well, I believe, but it's not happening. There are other factors involved that doesn't negate the word of God and the power of God that has begun the miracle. The moment we believe God's word, the miracle has begun. That's what I know from the Bible. My experience. That is faith. To say, Father, you got to get me out of this because no one else can. And I believe you, Lord, that you love me. You've spoken the word to me. You will heal me because I know that it belongs to you. You own me, Lord. And this body is going to be filled with the Holy Ghost to serve the living God. Healed. Delivered saved for the glory of God, to live for God, to work for God. The eyes that God heals must be used by God. As you heard the other day, lest the worst thing comes to us. We need to know that. God, I'm so sorry. The freedom that you've given me, what did I do with it? The healing that you've given me, Lord, did I do what I promised to do? To glorify you with it? Or am I back using it for the wrong reasons? 
wrong purposes. We need to tell our loved ones if we love them. Did God heal you? What are you doing with those organs and body parts that God has touched you and healed you of? The disease. God has given you energy. He's given you abilities. Often I think sometimes it's so wonderful when you're healed and you're able to do many many things you couldn't do and you begin to take it for granted and you begin to not think about God and the promises you made to God when you were sick and you begin to abuse the healing and the freedom until the need arises again for deliverance and healing. We begin to think right again. I need to use what God has given me exclusively for His glory. That's the whole purpose God heals. He didn't heal to give something to make us feel better and go on our way, serving our own interests. God comes and touches us just like I explained recently in James 5.16 God comes to touch us quite literally to put his mark upon us that we belong to him. Our old bodies are radiating with his power. The healing has begun when we believe his word and it will complete as we hold on to his word. Hallelujah. But we are God's property. If we ever forget that, we will open the door for more trouble until we realize that we need God again. How I used to envy, that's right, I used to envy people who can walk and run without having to suffocate, gasping for air and depending upon this contraption of an inhaler in my shirt pocket or my pants pocket. Everywhere I go, that inhaler went. I couldn't live without it. How I used to envy people who were not dependent upon that. Envy people who could walk anywhere they want to and run anywhere and jump up and laugh. I couldn't do that because if I exerted myself, I'd be having an asthma attack. I was subdued. I was humiliated greatly humbled in those times I sought the living God not the other times I was keenly aware that I needed God so desperately and I promised God oh God I won't be the fool I won't play the fool when you give me breath Lord if it ever happens I promise to use it for you how quickly as an adolescent I began to enjoy my freedom now I can sing I can dance I can play I can Go anywhere. I can have fun. I can say what I want to say. Violation after violation of God's holy commandment and my promises to Him. And then God would allow something to happen. I opened the door to the enemy. I didn't have God's protection. Then I would realize again, oh, what, where did I go wrong? Why did I do that? There are times when I envied my own siblings. 
wondered at how they're so healthy and I had to struggle to eat because many foods would cause an allergic reaction. Why me, Lord? I used to wonder. 11, 12, even 8 years old and 15 years old. Why me, Lord? I began to understand that God was teaching me to let go of my sins of pride and foolishness. I didn't have time for God or the Bible. I can go to church and respect God in that way and sing the songs. I knew there's something to it. And I did want God, but not all of God. But God came to me in His mercy. I went to His school. Jesus taught me personally, as He's taught many of you, how precious the Word of God is and how powerful He is, how compassionate and how careful we need to be to give Him all the glory and to do what He says. I would give Him glory with my lips, but not my heart because I would do things that were contrary to His will. Speak foolishly, get angry, become bitter. And there were times that I would be so happy and thankful for my healing. But often, when I was in that situation, I used to just envy and wonder how people can have such freedom and look at me. When God brought me out of that prison of chronic asthma, as the doctor said, you'll never outgrow it. I could hardly believe it. I rejoiced and I started telling everybody about my healing and gave the gospel. And then there were periods in which I began to be self-sufficient. Now that I can do things and the prayer life went down and seeking God went down, the world came in, I began to think about what I wanted to do and God was just on the sidelines to bail me out if I should get into a problem too big for me to handle. God came to this man and he told him. He found him, you see. The God who was thinking about him all the time found this man in the temple. He stopped him. And he said, listen, you've been made well. Don't sin anymore. Our words thing will come to you. Oh God. What a difference in people's lives who have been touched with the power of God. There's no denying it. There's no denying that God touched you. Only He could have done what He did. Radically blessed you. You fell on your face before God as I did. How can I thank you, Lord? How can I ever thank you? I, I, I don't know if I could ever have even imagined to come out of this prison in 11 years. I'm actually out of this. No more medication. No more fear. No more torment. No more humiliation from my friends because I was so frail. I couldn't even play. Now I'm a free agent. My eyes look near and far to see what I can do with my newfound freedom of health 
I wish I were warned by people who knew God. Too often they would tell me the nice things. Go ahead and enjoy yourself. God bless you. Why not rock and roll? You can do it. Secular music? Go ahead. I know Christians who do secular music. And look, it's a platform for them to tell other Christians and other non-believers how good God is and give them the glory. It's okay. People told me, you can, you can do what they do. You just don't go that far, you see. You can be a part of Hollywood. You can act. You can do all those things. And, you know, when you get that actor or actress or a bunch of them, when they're going through trouble, you can sit them down and tell them how you found Christ. Except they won't believe you because you're doing the same thing. You're promoting vanity. I knew that in my conscience, but nobody told me a worse thing can come to you. Be careful. Nobody told me you're dishonoring God to the point where you're opening the door for the demons. Be careful. It was always a polished kind of gospel, and even the warnings really had no meaning to them because they always presented to me as hypothetical. Look what Jesus said to this man. He didn't say, listen, see, you've been made well. I love you, and everything's going to be okay. And you just go along and make sure you do some charity work. And you'll be all right. One day I'll judge you, and if the good things you do outweigh the bad things, I'll, I'll get you in. Don't worry about it. See, I've touched you. You're, you're good. Don't worry about separation and consecration. That's for monks somewhere. And for our people who are really living in the temple, in the synagogue, in the monastery, day and night. For you, it's good enough for you to say thank you and say the prayer at night and go to church. But watching TV shows that are not good for you, that blaspheme God's name, it's just a show. Let's you unwind a little bit. Wandering eyes, other than for your spouse, or your would-be spouse, or only God until God brings you a spouse. Everybody does it. You're not perfect. It's okay. God understands. Going to the tax preparer that will get you the biggest, best breaks. Even though some things are iffy. After all, the government takes so much out of you. It's not even going to balance the scale. I should be getting more. Go ahead. Here are my papers. You prepare my taxes. Make sure you get every break and go through every loophole. I don't care if it's illegal. Make sure you don't get caught and I don't get caught. And you'll be my agent for the next 15 years. I'll pay you. Nobody told me. God watches everything we do. And he'll hold us accountable. That we should not go back to the life we lived when we get healed and touched by God. This morning, God means to heal and deliver and save what good is healing if I'm not delivered from sin? If I'm not saved from going to hell? 
But oftentimes, God gets our attention because when no one cares and or no one is able to do a thing to help us, even the experts, Jesus shows up and said, I do care. I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you for a long time and I'm showing up now because you're ready to trust me. I want to deliver you right now. Hallelujah. I want to change the course of your life forever. When I touch you, I mean to make you my child. I'm not here to give you a handout. I'm here to give you healing forever. Not only your body, but your mind to cleanse you completely. Just like God cleanses a body, God dismissed asthma from my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 30, almost 32 years ago. He told asthma, get out of my child's body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That day, that disease left. I was cleansed from that disease. But God said, I want to clean your mind too. And I want to clean your soul because you need to come to me whole, spirit, soul, and body, blameless at my appearing. Oh God, why didn't anyone tell me the whole gospel? Tell me you just got to believe, believe, believe. And believe means that you're going to fail, fail, fail. You're going to make mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. And sometimes it'll be grievous sins. But don't worry, you signed up for the best insurance plan ever. So all paid for. All you have to do is believe. They never told me that you have to hold on to your healing so that the rest of you can be healed. The greatest healing that we need is the heart that has been bound by sin. And God says, I'm not letting you go until I do a thorough work in you. Hallelujah. How eagerly we should believe God uh, against what the devil says, against what we feel, because he has such a tremendous, total deliverance waiting for us. God had to teach me. As I struggled to make sense, all of the input from church people, of how you can be a great Christian, not just a good one, a great Christian, a great spokesperson for Christ. While you go to clubs and you sing, as long as you don't do some of the things people do, have a good time. Go ahead, Christian, go to the movies. What movie? After all, I checked. My children are only going to PG-rated movies and the other types, well, they're reserved for the more mature people. And whose standard are we following? Many diseases come because they're open doors. Demons do not come just to tempt and tease. They come to take possession. And they come through music, movies, and evil company. No wonder the Lord says, you don't belong to this world. Don't pattern your thinking anymore to that way of thinking. Come out of that. I have a brand new way of thinking. I'm going to give you everything that's pure and good for you. Like a good parent, 
the nutrition I want to give my child is pure and healthy to build the muscles minus the junk, to build the bones and the teeth, the shiny hair and the vibrant skin. Let that child grow healthy with the proper transport of oxygen to the cells in the body. Let the child learn. Learn well. Eat well. Live well. What parent wouldn't want that for the child? But we have something to do about it. We have to decide that we want to discern and seek wisdom. What is the truth about this product? Is it good for my children or me or not? And why? And how do I read labels? And how do I make excuses by not reading more carefully? Because I really desire that. Oh, God. And how much more with healing? To say, Father, touch me. I really want to serve you. Touch me, and I'm not going to keep quiet. I'm going to tell everyone about Jesus Christ and how he healed me. I felt this power in my body. Oh, I wish I had a church. I didn't have a church where healing was happening. I was attending a church that my parents attended where they did not believe in healing or prophecy. It was a social network to do some community work to get some recognition and keep the show going. It's sad when you get healed outside of church meaning outside of the body of Christ used by God as a whole. God had to separate the young man who was walking with God to tell me the whole truth and nothing but the truth and pray for me with full faith. God did the miracle as I received it and began to talk God talk against everything I was doing in the past 11 years. I didn't have a church I could point them to. So I preached passionately, evangelizing everyone in the health club, on the streets, on the buses. It's too good to keep to myself, and I cared about people suffering because I know what it was like. I knew that the reason I got healed was because of Jesus. I would tell them I felt God's power in my body. You don't understand, it's not a religion. I actually felt His power in my body. And I'm free. Hallelujah. I promise God. Live for you. And although I didn't keep it all the time, God chastened me. And his love brought me back. But I didn't have to. Because I didn't feed on the word. And I was going after people who didn't preach the whole truth. I was seeking for someone. Some church. Now God has put us in a place where miracles abound. We've been hit hard from the enemy because he's threatened. The enemy feels like he's being choked by the power of God. So he has gone mad to attack us with everything he's got. The blood of Jesus keeps stopping him. God says, don't give up. You're going to win this war because I've conquered the devil on the cross, but you have to fight also. But because there's a battle 
raging doesn't mean God isn't healing. He's doing it continually. I can tell people, Jesus is in this temple. Come hear what he has to say for you. Hallelujah. The Lord came to this man, told him something he's never heard. And he gave him a command, a simplicity here, to believe what he's saying and to follow through. He got well as he believed. And his faith was perfected as he obeyed. The healing was granted. But like Peter walking on the water, within a few moments he began to sink. God's power went. God's power through his word caused Peter, an ordinary man, to defy the laws of gravity and buoyancy in water, chemical composition of matter, and everything in the book according to the laws of nature that God set up. The man broke through the barrier of nature and walked on water like Jesus did. The moment he began to doubt, he sunk. God had to pull him out of there. So important that we tell the whole truth as we preach in this church. God can heal you. He wants to heal you and set you free. But you've got to listen to the gospel and know that he expects you to follow him, not run away with the blessing. Leave him because it will be to your own destruction. But God wants to do something opposite. To draw you closer and closer and pour out more and more blessing. You see, when God touches your body, he wants to touch your loved ones too. He wants to bless your finances. He wants to take you out of that pit called poverty. Struggling to make ends meet. Relying upon people and methods which have nothing to do with faith. Compromising integrity to get by. Oh, God sees it. But you see, He's a loving God. He comes and says, don't do that. Because I can meet your needs, but you've got to trust me. Trust me. Let's do it my way. It's the best way. It takes a person to say, God, even if I don't eat, I refuse to steal. Hallelujah. I refuse to give in to the pressure to survive and compromise the truth. Oh God, I believe you. I believe that you will not desert me. i rather trust you. It's better to put confidence in the Lord than to put your trust in man or even the princes of the earth, the people in authority and power. Better to trust in the Lord. God touches us and heals us. He says, I can bring restoration and reconciliation in your relationships. I can do the impossible. God said, I'll break every barrier that Satan has erected. I'll break it down. Come with me. Listen to my loving commandments to you. To give you life. And through you to your family where everyone's name is in the Lamb's book of life.
everyone in your family. Do you believe it? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you and your household will be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know people who've held on to that word. Refuse to believe in the mixed up Satan inspired theologians. You say, well, you can talk about it, but it just doesn't happen, you see. Therefore, you can try, but who knows? I know the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. You see, it's not always the case. You can't really trust God's word. Because look at what happened here. This person took their children to Sunday school, never missed a Sunday, even got an award in church for attendance every year. And he put in that child in Christian school. And this person had moments and occasions where they prayed together as a family. And look at this child on drugs. Look at this child going around painting the town red, dishonoring heaven, dishonoring you. See, that that word didn't work for you. You trained the child, oh, did you? Did you? Because you did those things didn't mean that you demonstrated Jesus to your child. You preached they watched your life and it didn't have the power to rescue that child no matter what you did to Christianize your family. That's the truth. Abraham was able to transfer his faith into his son Isaac. God said it. God said, I know this man. For sure, he's going to command his entire household after him that they will serve me. See the disconnect? And so it is with healing. So it is when the word says that God wants to transform you completely in your household. Believe and your whole family will be saved. But Lord... It's been 23 months I've been pouring out my heart to you. The kid just doesn't listen to me. I don't know what to do. Oh, God. I'm just going to keep on praying. Even if I'm running out of steam, Lord. It's getting very hard. But then there's someone who says, I'm going to keep praying with faith. I don't care. What the devil says, my whole family is going to heaven and I am going to follow Jesus and model for my family through compassion and the holy, godly living so the Spirit of God can come into my home and begin to dismiss demons so my people can see and follow me as I follow Christ. There are people who've been holding on to that promise, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your household will be saved. It's taken many years, but they are seeing radical 
sprouts of the seedling of faith. Don't give up for your healing, for your deliverance, for salvation. You get healed, are you going to keep it to yourself? Or are you going to talk to your child? Are you going to talk to your parent? Are you going to talk to your brother, your sister? Are you going to talk to your cousin? Are you going to talk to your brother-in-law? Are you going to tell them? Jesus healed me. He could do it for you. I'm telling you. Turn your life over to him. Hallelujah. Jesus is delivering people from demon possession. Many, many things that have been diagnosed by the work of demonic activity. Will you turn your life over to Jesus? And he'll do a miracle for you. I'm tired of church, you say. I want to tell you, he touched my body. I'm healed and he's given me life that more abundantly. I love him. My whole life has changed. I'm following him only. I don't think that God has burned you because the devil has gotten to church people and preachers. They have lived a lie and preached a lie. Don't say it's over for me. God says, here I am. All that you saw before were thieves and robbers who were pretending to come in my name. Representing me. I am the good shepherd. I am the door to the fold. Come in. Go out. Find pasture. I have a question for you. Having heard the word this morning, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever that he can heal you and forgive you and change you to be a soul winner for Jesus Christ? A man or woman or child that will be in love with Jesus. That will go to school, go to work, gather with the family with the genuine love and fear of the Almighty God. Delighting yourself in God. Do you believe God can do that? Do you believe that God can turn your home into heaven on earth? No matter the trial. God said he can. The man that said, if you can do something, please do it, Jesus. God said to him, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Thank you, Jesus. Take him at his word today and say, God, a lot of tears, Lord. So much pain, Lord. Oh, my Jesus, you're the only one I have to hold on to. And I'm thankful, Lord, because you will never, ever desert me. Oh, my God, I need a miracle in this situation. God, come through again for me and my family. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. Come through, Lord. Come through, Lord. 
work in the hearts, Lord, of the sisters, of the brothers, of the in-laws, of my children. God, come through today. Come through because you promised, Lord, restoration in my life, and I believe you. I believe you. No matter how long it's taken, Lord, I believe you. That's all I know. My God is faithful. You will never, ever disappoint the one who trusts in him. Their faces shall never be put to shame. You know what that means? We'll be coming with the trophies. We'll be coming with the sheaves. We'll be coming to God with the children that are born again in a family. Hallelujah. Can you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. God will come through for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you. Jesus Christ of Nazareth heals you. Receive your healing. Hallelujah. If you believe and you say, Lord, I'm ready to turn my life over to you. Completely, Lord. My family, my finances, my food, everything, Lord. I want to give it to you. Because every good thing came from you, Lord. I will not hoard anything and keep it to myself. I surrender all. I surrender my relationships to you, Lord. Oh, God, come into my life. I want healing. I need healing, Lord. But, Lord, show me, Lord, is there a reason why the healing is not coming or delayed? Oh, Lord, is it a matter of your timing? Oh, Jesus, I don't understand everything. But I know one thing, I need you. Please talk to me. Please help me. I know what I need to do, regardless of the other factors. I need to surrender. I need to surrender. Jesus, I pray. Cause your people to catch the fire of the Holy Ghost. Catch the truth of restoration and healing. To digest it. To live it. And to share it with other people. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing your people. Whoever believes, whoever believes, will receive the healing. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we've seen too much. We know you too well to not believe that you can do a miracle. Everything is against us. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. You've done it before, Lord. Do it again. Personal loved ones. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Lord God. Amen. Amen.